Hold on to me Don't let me go Who cares what they see Who cares what they know Your first name is free Last name is dumb But you still believe In where we're from Man's white flower Welcome to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow. We're coming to you from Estia's Little Kitchen on the Bridge Sag Turnpike. And you're listening to us on 88.3 WPPB, Long Island's only NPR station. You can also listen to us online at WPPB.org. And you can always make a donation, not just because you want to, but because it's essential for the continuation of National Public Radio. Anyway... Enough about that. How are you, Sock? I'm good. How are you doing, Bridget? It's been a couple of weeks that we've been together. I know, and I missed you terribly. You've traveled around the world. Oh, stop it. No, I just to Ireland. <laughs> that's not really... Well, I guess that is around the world, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's, it's, that's cool. The things are well. Everybody's great. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm very happy that it's almost, like, warm. Yeah, it is. Today, it's like... Actually, I'm getting warmer just sitting here between you and our special guest today, Bonnie Cannon, but... Uh, you tell me about like uh, you look amazing. What are you doing? I have I've given up wheat. <laughs> <laughs> wheat is evil. Gluten is evil. It is right. It is. I'm trying it's not the, to be a glutton with devil. my gluten. Not oh, that's a good one. Not yeah. to be a glutton with gluten. Did yeah, you just no, make that up? I, of course I did. No, I I, I uh, I'm just taking care of myself. I'm I'm being more mindful in all aspects of my life, and just trying to uh, not be the reason that I'm in pain. Let the world be the one that makes me suffer. Yes, yes, spoken, <laughs> spoken, that's truth, I get that. Um, but I also, I mean, we did get together on Friday and yeah. have breakfast, and you told me about Wheat Belly, and I read it years and years ago, and this is my second, third day, wheat-free. Yeah, it, so. it, it's, it, 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 it makes sense to me that just anything that you put into your body that, that spikes your sugar causes all these other issues, and, you know, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm into right now. That's what I'm into right now. Um, let's talk about Bonnie. Let's talk about the yeah. Children's Center. So our guest uh, today is Bonnie Cannon, executive director of the Bridgehampton Children's Center. One of the things that happened with me when I moved back east uh, about three, three and a half years ago is I had the opportunity to be invited and, and to go to the Child Center uh, as part of their Christmas um, festivities and then also to screen Toy Story. Oh, wow. And it was my opportunity to kind of be introduced to what's going on over there, and and I'm and what I would actually like to talk about, maybe just kind of start the conversation. Yeah, here, we're going to be all over the place today. Is, is you know, Bonnie is a multi-talented Renaissance woman. But, but no, but is you know coming coming out here and being out here since I was a child, and driving the Bridsag Turnpike and and being all around, you would pass the Child Center. I would pass the Child Center, and it was just another building, or it was a building with a, a title on it. You have no idea what's really going on there. Um, and then given the opportunity and the invitation to come over and check it out and see it, uh, get, get such a different perspective of not only uh, the programs they have there, the people they have there, but then also a much bigger conversation about the culture of Eastern Long Island and how what we do have uh, very vibrantly in, in Eastern Long Island are, are many versions of Eastern Long Island, yeah, and that the sure Child are. Center is is a uh, is a magnet. It's a it's a resource 
and it's a place that um, I could tell you like one funny thing is is um, I, I I show I show Toy Story and uh, I, I meet a lot of the kids and uh, you know some get get it some don't but then a year later I'm at Jazz for Jennings and which we'll talk about later and one of the kids sees me and goes oh yeah the Toy Story guy and just kind of walks away right? like, I'm like great you know well. Uh, um, I know that I raised my kids out here, and my oldest is 30, and uh, when, when I was out here, there just wasn't very much for kids to, to do. I mean, you know, you could put them outside for the whole day. I'm sure there's people listening saying, well, I didn't need things to do when I was a kid. But, you know, I maybe come from the generation just before both parents were working outside the house. So I actually, you know, I could stay at home with my daughter all day, and there just wasn't a lot to do. I mean, after you read a couple of books and stuff... And that's how I kind of, you know, got together the, I'm one of the co-founders of the, of CIMI and uh, the Children's Museum of the East End. And that, that started from an idea I had after I had my daughter because there really wasn't a lot to do. So it's so great to have these resources now for parents to, to get their kids out of the house and do things because it, it, it was kind of really, really hard, um, you know, to have a, a, a baby in the house. My husband was on tour and to just be alone with her all the time. And I wish we had had, I'd had something where I could bring her to programs and stuff. There's quite a few of them now, but the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center is such a hub and such a, cent, you know, really a center for the town of... Uh, it's in know. the title. It's a what? It's in the title. Yes, it's in the yeah, title. Yeah, it actually is. It actually is. In, and yeah, this is Bonnie. And thank Hi, Bonnie. You thank you, thank thank you, you for guys. coming yeah, Thank you guys for having having us here. And, you know, one of the things I want to start with is just uh, just the name of our organization because it's a long name. It is a long name. But it's a Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center. And, you know, one of the things is that we have toyed with this name, but the name has been there since forever and we've actually had many discussions we should change the name but we always come back to no it's always going to be the Bridgehampton Child Care Recreational Center and then if you talk to any kids any kids they will not say Bridgehampton Child Care Recreational Center they will just say the center but I get why you would have recreational center because among the things is that there are programs going from like pre-k through high school and so you know if you're a teenager you don't want to go to the child center exactly you know? right. yeah exactly. so we just call it the center and that's yeah. why the, the, the kids they say the center and that's you know that's what everybody knows if you're anyone local here and you say oh, I'm going to the center they know exactly they know exactly, they yeah. know exactly on, where you're going on the subject of the center and then we'll talk about you personally um, when when was the center founded the center actually was incorporated in 1954. Wow. Um, basically, before then, um, the story, it's a, it's a great story for the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center. And at that time, what was happening is that you would have migrants that basically would come from the South here to um, basically to work you know, as far as farmers uh, and butlers, maids right. working on the farms, that sort well, that, of thing. That was Coach Johnson's story, right? And, th and so that was a, that was a, the, that was the story. Yeah. And at that particular time, what happened was that um, the individuals would come; they would work, but they had no place for their children to be while they're working. Yeah. And so this one particular day, the children they left. This couple left the children in a um, chicken coop. 
they left their kids in a chicken, chicken coop? coop while they went to work. Oh and God. unfortunately, on that particular day, there was a lantern that overturned. Oh, no. And uh, basically, the children were killed. Oh, no. And that tragedy kind of brought the Bridgehampton community. Is it, is it horrible that, like, tragedy is sometimes Tragi- what's needed to be the changed? catalyst? Un- un- unfortunately, that was the yeah. catalyst for the, for the community that came together. There was a doctor that I understand that donated um, the land where the center is now. There used to be a barn there. Um, the house that where we call the administrative office right now, which is going to be coming down. Wow. <laughs> well, we gotta talk well, there's about a new building here. coming up. Yeah, though. there's a new building yeah. that we're going to be breaking ground in 2020. That's um, amazing. There, and so it's like it'll be a 7,000 square foot building there. But let me finish the story as far as what happened is that the community came together and they said, no longer will we ever not have a safe place for our kids again. And so that land and the house and the barn was donated. Right. And in 1954, it was incorporated as the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center. And it's been there ever since. And it's such a simple idea, right? Have a safe place for, for your kids, kids yes. while the grown-ups are out doing whatever grown-ups do. Yes. I call it the diamond in the rough, which is really, you know, it's a treasure. Once anyone that comes on our grounds and they get a tour or they see or they just sit around and they see what we're about they see what we're doing they hear the kids doing the affirmations and things of that sort and looking at the different things and the intricate um, programs that we have there they was like they're like this place is really special yeah absolutely. And, and it is and it is special and that's why um, we have a saying that we say you know just don't drive by yeah i'm looking stop at that. by don't, right. <laughs> says that right here please get to know us yes, don't just, just drive, drive by and, and again stop i know that, that like i'll just say I, for myself it was a gift i gave to myself to, to stop by and i think that's one of the things that if that in the course of this conversation i would love for people to hear take the time stop your car go in it's gonna it can make you feel better about yourself yeah so i mean it's been there i've, I've been there now for about 11 almost 12 years now right. but there have been wonderful individuals that have been at the child care center and we have wonderful family wonderful parents wonderful board members that yeah. are just there and individuals that have come and gone and um, become very, you know, successful or impactful in this community. Well, is it is and it a full day program for for little teeny ones well, as well, that's the or thing. like what, what are some of the there are for people many don't programs know. that we have at the center? Number one, we have the Head Start program that's on. We call it the the center campus now because it actually is a campus. We have six acres there. We have four buildings there, and we have a campus. And there are different things going on throughout the day. For one, we have Head Start that's on our campus there. We also have an after school program. After school program is starts right after school. We have individuals that come from Bridgehampton to Wayne Scott from Sag Harbor, and they're there. And our after school program goes to 6:30 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a teen program, and our teens meet two or three times a month. Um, we have a food pantry that happens there. We have dance classes that happen on um, you know Monday nights. We dance have classes chat. for grown ups. We have dance classes for grown ups and youth. Um, right I don't now, want, I don't want any youth seeing no, me dance. Right now, we're, we're recruiting for <laughs> for the for um, young young adults and adults to come to our um, right, well, to our know, dance class. Before we came on air, you were talking about how you had a podcast uh, seminar. 
at yes. the center. Yeah, we had a podcast seminar in the seminar, and um, many of us are now in the process of learning how to do a podcast. Me, in particular, I did take the class, and um, Homegirl World is going to be coming to you all soon. That's probably awesome. Within <laughs> but but, but I, I, I mention it because I think that it's like when you say a program, it's also, it, it's not just like come here and, ha- and have a place to be. It's like, no, enrichment and opportunity. Right, it's not, yeah. like a, it's not just like a nursery school. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Because I basically, think a lot of people think right. that's what it is. No, we have to, what we found is to actually be beneficial in that child's life we have to go outside just dealing with that child. We have to deal with the families. We have to deal with the community. We have to deal with everything that's happening around them that affect them. So we have programs and we have things that we address that don't necessarily deal with the child itself. For example, um, we have the Cheryl and Eiflin is going to be coming and we have a Thinking Forward lecture series that has been going on for many years and this now. Is, this is clearly not for three-year-olds. Exactly. <laughs> It's not, for, but equality matters in the Hamptons. That's what it's called. And basically, we're having Sherilyn Eiflin, who's going to be coming on August the 14th. We partnered with Gil Hall. Gil Hall has opened their doors to us. And she is the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund nationwide. What does that have to do with the Bridgehampton Child Care Recreational Center? Well, it has a lot to do with it because she can speak to the matters of race and racism. She can speak to basically helping individuals to become more aware of the intricacies of how the color of one's skin can impact the way that they're treated within the community. And how does that come back? It comes back to basically impacting our children. And so if we can break through and make people aware of those different things and those different intricacies and they get it, then that makes it even better for the children that come to the Bridgehampton Child Care Recreational Center. Right. So that's when I say that we do more than just right and, you know, and it gives and it children. gives and it gives the children a narrative that's different. It's it's their own narrative now. Which which is I'm I'm really big on that concept. Uh, maybe this is a good place to take a little break. Yeah, I mean, uh, everything that Bonnie interlude. has said is, is really profound. And uh, for people who are listening who are outside of this area, like my cousins in England and Ireland who listen every week, um, it is a primarily African-American community or Latino community that, that the Bridgehampton Child Care Center services. Well, cli- to be honest with you, our clientele pretty much does, is the majority is um, African-American and Latino, but we do have... Caucasians that come there, local workers, single mothers, right, right. whatever. Well, we just want to educate everyone. I know, and, and you know, I, we're going to take a break, but I do have to say that uh, you know, this was one of the most loved Facebook uh, posts that we put up was that you were going to be on the show, Bonnie. So you're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow. and our guest Bonnie Cannon from the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational the center. center. The, the center. center, the center, the center, the center, the center on WPPB eighty-eight point three Long Island's only NPR station. We'll be right back. We're back Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow. We're coming to you, as you can probably hear, from Estia's Little Kitchen on the Bridge Sag Turnpike. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner now. They just started this week serving dinner, um, I think, six, seven days a week. It's And it's delicious. It's a great vibe. You see really interesting people, and there's great art on the wall, Bridget. There is Bridget. great art. There's always great art, and uh, and I love that Colin Ambrose, uh, Chef chef, yeah, chef Ambie. Yeah, yeah, and but the art is always by uh, women. Wow. All, yeah, only I, women. I, I, and there's I actually love. an art show later today here oh that's right yes <laughs> yes today Cinco de Mayo 
So happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Which, by the way, which, by the way, and, and I want to fudge this, but um, it's really more an American holiday than a Mexican holiday. That's right. A lot and, of a lot of Latino yeah. people they don't really particularly care for in the same Cinco way that, de Mayo. Same, same way that like Chinese food is yeah. really American and not Chinese. <laughs> yeah. You know? If you go to yeah, China, yeah, you're yeah. not going to find Actually, the, you know this, General Cho's chicken. Yeah. At this at the center this this week on Wednesday we're going to be doing um, around the world. It's all around the world. It's a ceremony that's happening on Wednesday where the kids actually going to be presenting you know different cultures and different they actually worked on different flags for the oh, different cool. countries that, and that, that, that voice sort. that you're hearing that dulcet tone is Bonnie Cannon from the Bridgehampton yeah. Child Care and Recreational Center who's our guest today yes and um, yeah, talking about you know the world and different people and different colors skin we were touching on race before you know and and you're african-american woman and you've are you, you know, fr- are you from the East End originally? Actually, I was, I'm was. i born and raised um, here in Southampton. I'm from oh, wow. Southampton. Cool. Actually. So did you go to Southampton High School? Yes, I did. Wow. And the, your your title right now in Southampton is your, what is it? I have several titles. <laughs> I have several oh titles. Oh, my God, you're so important. I, I really do. I have several, <laughs> several titles. And so right now I am the chair of the town of Southampton's Housing Authority. Um, I've also... You've been a village trustee. I was a village trustee. Actually, I was the first African-American female to be um, voted as a village trustee in the village of Southampton since its incorporation, inception of the corporation right. of the village. So, so I want to ask like a very like blunt and, and non-PC question. What is it like growing up black or African-American in a place that three months out of the year, all the money in the world shows up, everybody wants to have their fun, and then nine months out of the year, it feels like, and I'll say it from somebody that is white or Caucasian, it feels like there, there's like an invisible wall. Yeah, well, it, it's gotten worse. And it's gotten I, worse. It's, got me, it's gotten worse over, you know, the years, especially now in the times that we're living in. I'm not mentioning any names, <laughs> but um, it's gotten worse here. But when I was growing up, it was... It was wonderful growing up yeah. in, you know, in the Hamptons. We were all a village. We were all a community. Um, you would walk downtown. Everybody knew everyone. When I said everybody, meaning the, you know, black and the white community, everyone knew everyone. Well, and really it was old, like a village. There are really old black families that have had farms been, in Bridgehampton yes. and stuff for a million years. For many, for many years. I mean, my son went to Bridgehampton school for two years, and he was like the only white kid in the class. Yeah, and, and it, it was it's more, it was, it was a, it's a it was a community it was a more of a community feel a more friendly feel and you know everyone pretty much got along there you always have some type of issues and differences um but still it was it, it wasn't was, as it was race wonderful. driven it, yeah, right. but it wasn't as, and then, and then it was uh, not this for me and then and then you went to howard university yes and, to yes. Ha- and, and, and what was that like and basically, the reason why I went to Howard University because when I went to Southampton School, there were not that many, you know, black uh, things that were at our school. I, bas- yeah. I was the president of the Black Student Union um, there, which you know we had a little club. But I wanted to learn more about my culture, so I knew that when I graduated out of high school, that I was going to be going to a HBC or historically black college right. and university. And so I went to Howard University. It was a great school. And so yeah, it was it was great, and it was amazing. When we first hit Washington D.C., I could not believe. I was like, oh my God, look at all the black people. Where <laughs> Where am I? And that was basically that instilled such an, an, an enriched me as far as my culture, knowing 
who I am and who's who's I am and that's very important that we do at the center because it's not done at the schools they don't teach yeah. our kids and when I say our kids I'm talking about the, the, the kids of color they don't teach them about where they came from who they are and basically you know any of the successes that came from our community and so on so on and so forth I, one, one of the days or nights I, I, I was at the center I haven't been there that much but um, there, there was a woman that was an alumni who's a scientist uh, who came and just said hi and spoken, but she came, she was there as a kid, and that was one of like the most inspirational oh, yeah. moments for me where I'm like, okay, so again, this was like a lily pad that she stepped on to get where she wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, that's what we have. We have individuals through our Thinking Forward lecture series. We've had um, Khalil, Khalil Gibran Muhammad to come in. We've had Misty Copeland. Right, um, oh, Misty that, Copeland, that was yes, so wonderful. We had her, I saw we those had her to come in. And then we have some, you know, some of the local people that we've had them to come in to speak to the community um jenny booth who who passed last yeah. year um you know she was wonderful we've had um ambassador susan johnson cook to come in and speak we've had red i mean we've had some wonderful well, that's one individuals of the, probably one of the advantages in. of being in the hamptons as as i know also just from being at the independent is you can kind of cherry pick right. people in the summer so, at least to kind of come all up. right so we're, we're talking about your personal journey though so so you did you know when you went to, you went to Howard that you were probably going to end up back on the East End, or, or like was it just? Oh God! When I left when I left Southampton, I said I would never come back again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said that you know when I leave here, I'm never, never coming back again. But as life has it, and as my journey, what my purpose was, my purpose was to come back here. Um, basically, I was a single mother. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot of people don't know because they think that you know that I was just the executive director at the center. But I actually have a computer, um, computer management information systems degree. Um, I wow. worked for. Um, Bell Atlantic, which is I'm going to call you when I can't sign in. (laughs) Yeah, Verizon for um, about uh, 15 years as a engineer, and so I worked there and basically designed some of the systems for the government, so on and so forth. And I was so I was in corporate. That's what I was in. I was in corporate. And so so then, what brought you back here? Yeah. Well, yeah, what brought me back was basically that I was a single mother. Yeah. That's why I can identify with a lot of the issues that are going on with single mothers and the people that we service at the center now. But I was a single mother. I was in um, the Maryland, D.C. area. I had a great job and everything. But I had a, you know, I had my son, Spencer. And I didn't have anyone to watch him. Support, and that's yeah. so any support. Right. And I had all of this support that was back here in right. New York. When Nine X merged with Bell Atlantic and became Verizon, that was my opportunity to transfer back. Can you hear me now? Yeah, to transfer <laughs> back to New York, and I did. I transferred Nine back. X. I hadn't even thought of Nine X in like twelve yeah. years. Nine X, like you bank at Manny Hanny and you use Nine X. Right. Yeah, and I, and I and I transferred. I was able to transfer back, cool. and um, you know support system right there you know my mom my family everyone was right there and it was great so how did you get into town and village politics oh god Um, did something happen that really pissed you off where because a lot of people run because they're 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 angry about something no actually because if you look at our government and our politics that we have our local government politics that we have right now you don't you didn't see many people of color that were ingrained in it and um joe romanowski who was the mayor at the time um he's always a trailblazer outside of the dots and he he came to me ah you know i heard you back you know 
listen, why don't you come and get involved here at the, in, in the village? Why don't you come in and, and you know, it's only one meeting a month. You know, that's it. It's only one. It's only. It's only. Yeah. Yeah. It's only one meeting a month. And then the next thing you know, you know, I'm running for village trustee. That's yeah. so awesome. And so, and, and that was a great, um, you know, just that campaign and getting people out to vote. People that had never voted before came out to yeah. vote. We had a 90-year-old um, African-American woman who had never voted. She registered wow. and she came out to vote. I mean, it was just just a just a great time. Oh, and that's so that's fantastic. how I got involved in right. politics. Somebody kind of reeled me in, and the next thing I was, I know that I was, I was and there. Did you, I'm just curious, just as a woman or just a person, did, were, did you, were you intimidated? I mean, I, I know that when I've done things where they're mostly white males, I feel intimidated even though I'm a white female. Well, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm an, analo- I'm, I'm an analytical type of person. Yeah, if you're, if you're, so if you're an I'll engineer back, and a scientist. Yeah, I'll yeah. sit back and I'll watch, you yeah. know, and I'll watch and I'll learn the lay of the land and learn, you know, what's going on. But if I have a position or something that, you know, I want or I feel is important, I certainly, you know, I'll step up and I'll say what so, needs to be said. So what was something that you felt was a, was a, a hot button issue for you? Well, the one thing that still is a hot button issue for me is um, affordable housing. Yeah. which has always been an issue it's here. It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Um, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that in the village of Southampton, I basically was one of the ones that initiated the um, the farmer's market. That oh, I wow. love the farmer's market. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah, they love the farmer's market. It's that on the, uh, that I still call it the, the parish, but it's the Southampton Arts Center. It's behind yeah, there. Yeah, all, right, yeah. actually, all right, I'm going to ask a really remedial question because no. I was just having this conversation the other day. The town of Southampton like the, the definition of the word town, it's a big area. Yes. Then the village of Southampton is a smaller area. Yes. And then like places like Sagaponic or a hamlet of Bridgehampton, is that? Yeah. A hamlet the, means it's unincorporated. So oh. like, no, that's right. Yeah, so well, Sagapon- Bridgehampton actually is a is a, is part of the town of Southampton. Yes, okay. Right. Yes, and then you have other different areas like the village of Southampton is a, a so part like of town of Southampton. When you're dealing with affordable housing concepts and issues, it goes how how far west from, does Southampton go? From Flanders um, all the way to, to Eastport. Yeah, to um, Eastport, and then you have uh, parts of Sag Harbor um, that are parts of the town right. of Southampton. Some, it's big. Some, it's it's big. funny. It's like East Hampton town is like Montauk to yeah. Bridgehampton, like just before Bridgehampton. Yeah, and and that's tiny. And then you get to Southampton, and it's a little bit bigger. It's like a mama bear. And then you get to Brookhaven, and there's six hundred fifty thousand yeah. residents. You yeah, yeah. So like it's a, papa bear. Yes, it's so. it's quite big. It's and quite so, big. all right. So let's. I mean, I we're bouncing around, but like let's talk affordable housing what what yeah. are the issues right now what are the programs there isn't any <laughs> yeah the issues are people don't people uh, local people and i'm not talking about just those that are poor yeah. and needy it's just you know police officers nurses teachers you can't afford to live here no yeah, yeah. and so th- those are the issues I mean, people can't huge. afford to live it's a it's a big and, and issue is there is there a logical way around that or is it i mean how to because the the forces that drive the real estate market out here seem so uh on steroids so how do, how does one 
Well, there are some plans. I know, like behind was it the Triune on 114? They're, yeah, they're doing it. some. Yeah, they're they're looking to do affordable housing there. East Hampton has they're, done. They're always talking yeah, about it, and but but no one really. And seems then when to it comes it. to you, you have people that you know they just don't want it. Not in my backyard. Exactly. Right, but through the town of Southampton's housing authority, we were able to have. There's a 30 unit that's going up in um, Sandy Hollow. Um, then there's a 30 some unit that's going up in Spionk. Um, we were able to do about two or three affordable affordable houses in the village of Southampton and we have um, something coming up on Rugs Path so it's 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 a something that's going on it's just that it's just so massive a need right. that you know but, but like a unifying principle i think both with the center and and with affordable housing is this idea of what does actually enrich a community and and i i i mean i'm a, i'm from the upper west side my mom still lives in a rent control apartment that i was raised in um, the idea that you can have different socioeconomic um, families living cl in close proximity, you would think, benefits the entire community. Well, that's the thing. People don't right. realize that. It, it does. does. It does benefit the entire community. And that's where we are trying to educate individuals more and more each day that, you know, the faces that you think that are just affordable housing, it could be your daughter. Yeah, it could be your, your well, mother or your father. And, 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 you know. and in a year, it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it actually is, is a huge, huge issue out here because... Um, you know, some of these old family homes, the, the property value has gone so high that if it's if a kid inherits it, or I mean, a, not a little kid, but, right. you know, they, they're going to sell it because, you know, if you can walk away with a million dollars, like that's their inheritance is a house that maybe their parents bought for twenty five, thirty thousand dollars or their grandparents. And suddenly it's worth two million dollars. I'd probably sell it, too. Yeah, but, so, but you know, right, the so, younger right, people so now, moving but, away. But now we're kind of opening a portal yeah. into a much bigger thematic conversation, which which I'm always enthralled with and frustrated by. And that is. Again, what does progress look like? And so, you know, Bonnie, you were talking about growing up and the race, yeah. culture, the r cultural racial uh, tension, and well, she was saying it was has better. gotten worse. Yeah, no, has gotten right. worse. It's gotten worse now. Well, you know what's also happened is a lot more money has showed up out here. A lot more, uh, like ridiculous McMansions and uh, and shell company type, like yeah, yeah, globalization, yeah. hedge fund, and it people. doesn't benefit the community in the ways that one would hope. Right. It, no, it doesn't. But I think it goes back to what we had what we had uh, discussed earlier about when tragedy sometimes tragedy has to hit right. for things to really come to a head. Yeah. And I think that with the things that are going on, just not here, but all across America right now, and the heightened racial um, crises that we are having, and the you know the things that are happening all throughout the world in every instances economy housing um education you name it i think everything is coming to a head even here and so what that does is makes more people more aware and more heightened awareness right. which brings people together and makes more people to get involved in the community because a lot of times the person that speaks the loudest is the one that's heard but now i'm hearing more young people are wanting to get involved in they civic are. advocacy um more individuals people of color are getting involved in our government, running for offices, things of that sort, which right, are so, going so to make I a mean, difference. And that's one of the things at the center, while we are not a political
political organization, we do have um, a civic advocacy piece where you know young people uh, come together and they talk about issues that that are important to them. In you know, right? So it's kind right of like Nietzsche, a Nietzsche, uh, uh, Nietzsche, 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 Nietzsche. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a Nietzsche thing. Are you talking that, about Friedrich Nietzsche? I'm talking about that. That does not kill you. Makes you stronger. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, that sounds like another good place to take a little break. But when we get back, I, I want to talk about the fact that the center is turning 65 and the building is retiring. Yes. Right? Yes. So yes, and we'll talk yes. about jazz for Jenny. The building is going to go live up in a farm upstate. Oh, sure. That's what my mom told me my dog did, and it was a lie. Anyway. You're listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. We're coming to you from SDS Little Kitchen, and we're on 88.3 WPPB. You can also listen to us online at www.883wppb.org. And we're always up for donations. <laughs> Fundraising is hard out here, people. But if you want to hear good programming or just programming like this, please make a donation, and we'll be right back. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on Off from my city, off from my home We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet We are back with Sundays on the East End Bridget Leroy and Alex Sokolow that was confusing that confused me very much and we're here with Bonnie Cannon from the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center uh, talking about passion right now and um, fundraising we were talking about before we went to the break. everybody yeah. has a passion for fundraising. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Jazz for Jennings. Yeah, right. yes. which is your, one of your big fundraisers. Yes, uh, that Jazz for Jennings, which, um, thank you, Casey Free Jennings, <laughs> right. is uh, basically has been around. It started at Jazz at Jennings, but it's been Jazz when for Jennings. When Peter Jennings was still alive. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he was a very big supporter of the center and and um, Casey has just been there with us, you know, from the, from there on. And it has evolved now for Jazz for And, and, and when is it Jennings. this year? It's going to be June 23rd at the Watermill Center. Oh, that's such a cool place. Yeah, it is. It, if you've never been there, you got to go there. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous. And, and, it's gorgeous. And, and where we can one uh, go to, to learn more about it? You can go to our website, www.bhccrc. Dot org. Um, we're going to be child care yeah. recreational center. You got B- it. H- H- C- dot org. Right. And we, we have it together. We have Evan Sherman and uh, he is a wonderful young guy, 25 years old, but very talented. Kind of goes to like what we were just talking about, yeah. which is that this, this generation, that I was, this generation that's coming up, maybe because there's been so much disenfranchisement, maybe because all the institutions are crumbling uh, that, that one would hold on to in previous generations, is, is really like, get out of the way, let me lead, let me, let me do something. That, and that's what, and that's basically what happened, and what's it's, happening. And it's once again talking about like pain being the touchstone of growth. Um, something bad has to happen sometimes to motivate people. To motivate people, you know, because when things are good, you're not necessarily, you know, when the house looks nice, you're not paying attention to the termites in the basement. That's right? true. That's true. So that and now so those the younger generation is coming up, and the, you know we got to give them the tools because I think that they are actually going to be the ones that change this world to what it's supposed to be and getting us back in the steady place where we need to be as a as a community. It makes and sense as a again, nation. like 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 the uh, the four hundred pound gorilla that kind of hangs over everything is Donald Trump. So like that's no, such a good description oh, of him. Uh, no, oh, the orange hair. He's gonna show up at SDS and like what is he gonna no, do? Come no, on. but 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 I'm saying it because 
he's not the disease he's the ultimate symptom of something that's been going on for decades and and yet it might be the absolute flushing out of the toxic poison that is needed to then have rebirth absolutely he's definitely um made things uh, evident to everyone everybody's eyes are definitely open and you can't deny yeah. you know what's going on now throughout the throughout the country yeah and, and again i'm i'm not saying that from a political place i'm no, saying it I'm from not. like a cultural place like standing back and just saying all right let's not kid ourselves America has to have conversations. Yes, and that's that's the real but thing. But those and younger people, I think those younger people are the ones who are who right. are really taking the banner and running. So, with so, it. Let, so but let's talk about, about all right, that. Right, now, we ju- we jumped off there, but let's, so Jasper Jennings and yes. I, I went once, and I know you you know you go to this incredible uh, campus, you know there's cocktails, there's banter, this conversation. And then there's jazz. Yes. So if you love jazz, I mean, you are going to see top notch. And that's one of the things. I love music. That's the other thing. I, I love music, and I play several different instruments. So I'll tell you, top notch. You'll see musicians that are there that be playing live, and you're just going to be in heaven. Oh, I, pr- I promise so you that. June 23rd. June 23rd at 4 p.m. What else do you have going on, Bonnie? At 12.30. At 12.30 to 4 p.m. Okay, but people can go to bhccrc.org. B-H-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-C-C-R-
libraries and things of that sort. That's cool. And and what will uh, the new building house like? What what are we're gonna have a computer lab there? How many kids do you do you kind of service? I mean, how many people can you have in the building? You know, at a well, time. Well, well, right now we have a waiting list for our after school program. We have a summer program. Um, our after school program we have about forty kids in there. Wow. Our Head Start has about forty kids in there. We have probably about twenty of the teens during the summer. We have close to about a hundred kids during our summer program. My daughter, and I just remember my daughter actually taught there. Um, she taught a drama, a drama thing during the summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. we have we have so much, you know, space there. We need the computer lab because you know technology is everything with STEM. You oh, know, I, well, I, you know, and, and I, I mean, instead of teaching uh, Spanish or Chinese or, or French or whatever in schools, they should be teaching computer code. Yeah, you know, teaching the kids how to code and getting them ready because they they already said that all the jobs are going to be in yeah. the in the science, technology, engineering, and, and well, I and like math. that they're calling it STEEAM now because yeah, they've they added art. What, right. So STEM is now STEAM. STEAM. <laughs> so it's science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Right. Yes. Yes. So it's STEAM. That's oh, and we're being shown right now a beautiful version of the new building, and it looks really authentically yes, like like it like it like, it, like, like the, the porch? building that's there you just got the, a little bit the, bigger. The old build, This is the old building right, right. there. Right. So okay. Right so there. it'll be part of the new building. It'll be part of the new building. So when and you break ground, we're going to break ground in 2020. That's oh, one of the things that we're going to okay, break so ground in 2020. We also want to talk about the uh, the golf event. It's a, what is the golf event? Well. It's part of our fundraising. <laughs> it's a golf event. She's <laughs> a holiday. What's a golf event? I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm just playing around. And why does everything There's have to be an event that. now? It's like it's a weather right. event. No, it's a golf every, event. Every year, you know, one of the, I don't know if everyone remembers um, Winnie, Winnie Hatch, who um, she's known in this community. Well, she was a supporter of the co community here in Bridgehampton. She's well known. And she supported the center. And so Winnie passed away. Winnie and her sister, Cordia, Cordia Worth, they... Um, kept the golf outing going so they created and kept the golf outing Cordia now pretty much is um, helping us with the golf golf outing has done that many many years and it's at the Atlantic Golf Club so which is like having it at the, 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 the Atlantic big, Golf Club on September the, 16th September the 16th September the 16th so right and that's also at bhccrc.org <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Really oh, no, but but what's, what's really cool, though, and, and again, like I know it's fundraising, and but it's also awareness, is that, you, you know, you can come and support the center and listen to jazz and play golf. Well, yeah. two different, they're, they're like three months apart. I'm just it's saying be a long way. But by the way, I don't mind listening to jazz. I can't play golf, but I'm well, happy to. That's why we catered, we catered to everyone. Like, I can go like the cat, caddy half hour. I can go, I can go and like jump in the pool and just do like whatever from my caddy shack. Didn't you used to do that? Like, didn't you caddy? No, no, you worked at the racket club. I worked as a. Uh, you swept as, up the as, tennis. As, as, swept up the tennis, uh, took out the garbage and put out the beach mats. So tell me about the lecture series and where the where, where that came from the idea of kind of bringing it out into the community not just having people come to the center or the fundraising but to like to go to guild hall and have a bigger crowd uh, have a bigger conversation it expanded basically we started out in a little living room there and a little it, living room at the at center, center. <laughs> and it expanded because you know we had misty copeland coming we had all these it was a famous ballerina if people right, don't know right and we had and so we needed a bigger space and so now we're collaborating more with the other you know institutions here who are you know partners with us as well and um, we're going to but we started out we have you know like 10 people that were in the room but now we're we've grown to we have like a hundred people or so that come to our series there and we always have really um, interesting conversations it's just not about the 
lecture series is about straight talk, real people. Yeah. To let the community see people of color that have a you know message. We also have a well, well, well series that talks about health. Oh, that's great. And then great. we have the politics of it all, where we can just sit down and talk about you know political type of issues or issues that are important to the community. So if people think that the Bridgehampton Child Care Center is just about like nursery school kids. It, it is so much more. It's so it much is more. Such it's a hub for education, education of people of all ages and all races. Yes. And I mean, with our teens, we we work with our teens. We have a college prep program, and we have an SAT program that happens there on Sundays where we have the SAT class. We have um, college prep counselors that work with our individuals one-on-one. We take our kids on college tours. I mean, there's so many things that we do, you know, at the center from a child that's age three all the way up to when they're an adult. Right. And 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 again, as, as they said in the right stuff uh, movie, uh, no bucks, no Buck Rogers. And so there's a constant need for fundraising. There's a constant need to try and for so many of the of the places out here, and yeah. so it's so nice to know that like uh, you can team up with a place like Guildhall, which is also Guildhall, um, Parish Art Museum, you know Bay Street, and they're right. all and well, then last they're year, all didn't, welcoming. Didn't, like Stephen Talkhouse host the jazz band. We the had night the of jazz. The, yeah, we had the, the we had that. Hopefully they'll do it again. Well, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. We're, oh, we're hoping to make that happen, but we will definitely see what happens. But we have like a wealth of things, and then we want people to know our kids and to see our kids because. A lot of times you have stereotypes that want to make them, you know, look bad. And that's not that's not true. I mean, we have a Scrabble club that just went to competition in Phil- in Philadelphia wow. for the National Scrabble competition. And they came in 14th place out of 45 wow. teams. There. I didn't even know there was a Scrabble competition. Yes, they, they've, they've been so going for the, for the past three years. And it was kids? Yes. Like how old? They're all the way from they have um, levels from the fourth grade all the way up to I mean, the high team, school the team. oh ours was fourth to sixth grade oh my god yeah how and adorable. they came in i mean so it was cool. great it was great we have chess we're going to com- we're going to compete in a chess comp tournament for the first time this year i mean we do these right. are the you give, you're, you're things creating that are platforms kids. you're creating yes, platforms exactly. and you're creating uh literally like sandboxes for the kids to play in that that are actually there to help abstractly grow their brains exactly. and grow, yeah exactly. very cool well we're going to take another little break we only have a few minutes left but we're going to be back with uh, Bonnie Cannon to talk about the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center you're listening to us on 88.3 WPPB and we're coming from Estia's we're only here for a couple more weeks sock and then we move but on but they'll be here with their delicious food and art oh thank you so much where the coffee is always hot and the conversation's cool we'll be right back <laughs> We're back Sundays on the East End with, who am I again? Bridget Leroy. And who are you again? I'm Alec Dove Sokolow. That's right. Your real name is Dove. I it love is. that. That's so cute. <laughs> and we're here with Bonnie, Bonnie, I was going to call you Bonnie Michelle. Bonnie or Michelle, whichever you feel. Sometimes people say Bonnie Michelle. Who's the executive director. <laughs> I'm the executive director of, of the, the Bridgehampton Bridge Ham- Child Care and Recreational Center, known as The, the Center. Center. <laughs> <laughs> we all said it together. Bonnie, I mean, we've talked about you, you know, coming up in Southampton, going to Howard University, coming back, getting involved in politics, chair of the Housing Authority in Southampton, yeah, executive chair, director, I mean, with all... Yeah, executive director. I'm also a commissioner for the Suffolk County Commission on Human Rights. 
and I'm on the board for Long Island um, Urban League. What do you do to just yeah? Know, what do you do to relax? Re- like relax, what's, what's, a, what's a, like a, a, a personal day? Actually, I'm an introvert. Can you believe Me that? Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm an introvert. I like to just sit by myself so you, uh, and read a book or but, right, listen to music. That's kind of my thing. You know, it, it takes it takes a lot for me to just uh, my special times are alone. You need right. to recharge <laughs> and reboot. I get yes. it. And what about Spencer? Tell us about yes, your son. Spencer. I love I love my baby. Yeah, That's my baby. Know. My baby is six foot four, <laughs> about <laughs> three hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> Right. And his name is Spencer. Spencer is 24, and Spencer um, has he was grew up here. Went to Southampton School. Went to Bridgehampton School as well. Went off to college to Morehouse College. Oh, nice. Yeah, went off to Morehouse College, and he's back here, which is uh, another historically black college. Yes, another historically black really college. Well I would have never had it any other way. I mean, the way that they um, just bring up the young men there is just incredible for a young well, man. Well, I love the guy who's the head of that place, um, and I've just forgotten his name, but he's been there forever, and he's an incredible man. Oh, my God. He's like a, right. a Buddha. He's just incredible. Oh, my God. It was, it was just phenomenal when Spencer got there, the way that they... One of the things that they do at Morehouse, I have to tell this, one of the things they do at Morehouse is they have this orientation, but at the orientation, they basically... Take all, take your kids away from you, and then they have them come into uh, this orientation. They all have on suits, they have on ties. They come in, and then they bring them out, and they tell, and they march out behind the gate, and they march in the gate of Morehouse, and the parents are on the other side, <laughs> and they wow. let, and they tell you, okay, parents, yeah. you can leave now. We have your son wow he's going to be okay it's just the most beautiful cool. ceremony that you'll you'll ever see that's good and what did he there. study um he studied co- communications and he's still studying communications now um he's going to suffolk community college here he's mm-hmm. working um he has his own uh real estate company now called canon ventures llc where he's investing in property and outside of uh of this area here there's really so, no, nothing yeah, better than feeling like your kids He's coming. Okay. He's coming you know along, I mean? but one thing that I've learned is that he has to go through his journey, and he's not me. Right. So basically, but he has all of the but, foundation. But he, but, he, but, he, but he's still involved with the center. He's still involved with the center. When he comes there, the kids all jump on him because he's so big. Spencer. Yeah. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me, like, if you can think of anything that was particularly poignant for you. Maybe someone coming back to the center. Um, who came? Who was there a long time ago? I mean, anybody who came through in like the late fifties or sixties? Has anybody come back and you know well, we've to had, see the we've, place that meant so much to them? Um, we've we've had so many individuals that have gone off to become like police officers. We've had you know lawyers that have left. We've had I mean Tiffany Stewart, who basically she was an alumni of the center, and actually she was your marketing director over at CME for a while, and now she's um you know and she's a breast cancer survivor as well at a young age. Mm-hmm. So we've had interesting individuals that have all come through. But when you say what is the most poignant thing, no one could have ever convinced me that I would be the executive director of a children's daycare and recreational center because I thought that I was just going to be in corporate. That's what I was going to do. And I can tell you that the most valuable and impactful moments that I've had have been at the center. When you see a child that is there and you ask them, what do you like about the center? And they tell you, what I like about the center 
are the snacks. But the, the thing, the intricacy of that is that the reason why they say that they like the food is because they're not getting it at home. And so we're impacting the kids because we're helping to, you know, feed them, to take care of them. We buy clothes for the kids at the center. Right. I mean, so you're we, changing lives we're changing lives one day at a time, one day at a time yeah. because you don't know what these kids are dealing with outside of the center. So it's such a safe place for them. And when you can see just those little differences that, you know, in a child, it is just the most impactful place. And I, I can't really cool. see myself anywhere else other than yeah. doing this type of work. So you're, you're, the building might be retiring, but you're not retiring anytime soon. This is, this is my, this is, I think God has purposed me to do this type of work. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. And I love that because we all have a journey and sometimes we're, you know, distracted by corporate or money or, you know, well, status well, I, well, in some what, way. What I would say is, is that everybody, I think, is distracted by any number of things, but that the real conversation is about um, finding an authentic voice and being able to connect and if you can connect to anybody else, let alone a community, then you're blessed. And then you're actually a living prop. And then happiness finds you. Right. Exactly. And then you really realize what happiness really is, what your purpose is, what your happiness is. And one of the things that is instilled in me is that I'm a very spiritual person. And so with that, just my relationship that I have, you know, with with my God has come closer and helped me to see kind of what my purpose is mm -hmm. and what really is important in life. You know, and so that that really is what matters. That's and that's beautiful. that's beautiful, and it's also so um, important and salient when you live in a place of such excess, right? To right. to have a spiritual life. And what we're doing is we're setting a foundation. We're you know, if we want the the principles, the character, and the integrity of our kids to be a such that is just such at a high level and so we're setting the foundations here and you know one of my foundations and I would be if I didn't mention it was my mom my mind mom was my mom and dad were just like key figures and especially my mom as far as bringing me up as far as what is important and seeing her work and seeing her what were toil. their names um Gloria Yep, Gloria Cannon and Charles Cannon. My, my dad is deceased, but he was known as King Charles here in the mm -hmm. community, and he played saxophone, but my mom is Gloria Cannon. And you just, you know, and she actually, my mom is actually working there. No, I think I met your her. mom yeah, at the we, center. Yeah, she's yeah. working at the center. And that's what we have. Our staff, when we created our staff, our staff is just not, you know, individuals that are, you know, anybody off the street. We have a close to 90-year-old retired teacher that's on our staff that's working with the kids. We have, you know, individuals that have, are qualified that have People masters. who really care, though. Yeah, that's and they what matters. care about it. So, you know, it's a, it's a loving place, and that's we're all a family. Well, we've been talking with Bonnie Cannon from the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center, which you can find online at bhccrc.org oh, or, or, or just stop by on the sad right. yeah, bridge turnpike. Yeah, please stop by. Stop by. Stop by. Where the big Hans von der Boven camps. <laughs> yeah, where the, yeah, where that sculpture is. Stop by right, and then we, you and say hi and, and say hi. Yeah. And next year we're gonna have that big new building. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, so you exciting. Gotta, you gotta stop by. And thank you so much for everything you do for our community, Bonnie. Thank you yeah. for having You're me. You're a shining light. It's just wonderful. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> uh, well, you've been listening to Sundays on the East End with Bridget Leroy. And Alex Sokolow. And we're coming to you from Estia's Little Kitchen with our brilliant producer, Kyle Lynch. Thanks, Kyle. And you can listen to us also at 883wppb.org. 
And I guess that's it for this week. Thanks so much. Yes, everybody, please have a good week. Be well and stay well. And though I do believe